Congratulations, listeners. You made it through January. And your prize? Another episode of Movie. Movie. Film. Film. It's a podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a movie or a film. Correct, 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 correct. I'm Nate, and Haas Bender, dead at the age of who the fuck cares. And I'm Terrell, and you're locked in here with me. Um. Yeah, come on. Uh, The Lighthouse. No. Okay. Watchmen. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Rorschach. Rorschach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's okay. yours? Um, mine was McGruber. I'm sorry. McGruber! <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect tie into this movie. Yeah, Will Forte. Yes. One of the stars of Nebraska, the star of McGruber. Mm-hmm. Very funny guy. Not so much in this movie. Yeah, doing his comedic actor in a dramatic role yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about Nebraska. Yeah. But first, there's only one movie trailer. And then to pad out the episode, <laughs> well, we said we'd do something special last week. Right. And uh, so this is it. We're going to list our top five black and white movie slash films. Yes, we are. Each. Mm-hmm. Five each. Ten. Ten total. Yeah. <laughs> but first, movie, movie, news, news. Yeah. Jon Stewart wrote and directed a movie, and it's a comedy. Yeah. Which is cool, because the last time he did it, it wasn't a comedy. <laughs> What was... Is this his second? Yeah. What was his first? His first was right before he left The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. He, like, went on break for the summer, and that's when, like, John Oliver took over. Yeah. Um, and he also, he wrote and directed this movie called Rosewater, starring Guy, uh, Gael Garcia Bernal, about a journalist that was imprisoned mm-hmm. for... They thought it was a spy, and he was, like, a satirical thing it was like a personal story to uh john stewart this is a more just broad political comedy starring former daily show correspondent steve carell yep and chris cooper and rose byrne wait steve carell used to be a a correspondent oh yeah oh yeah he was on the daily show before the office oh man okay yeah that's cool Mm -hmm. i don't think i watched it back then the the daily show Mm-hmm. Or like really like paid attention to it, but that's pretty cool. I can see it. Yeah, yeah. So now they're teaming back up again, that's and cool. like that's the most exciting thing about the trailer to me. Yeah. Uh, other than that, it, <laughs> and it doesn't look bad. No, uh, it, that, that, it that doesn't look great, isn't it? What's her name? Rose Rose Byrne. Rose Byrne. She's hilarious. I like her. Yeah. Just just about everything she does. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's. I'm curious to see the context in the movie for why she's licking Steve Carell's face, but it's definitely the funniest yeah, it's, moment it is of the, the trailer because it comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's a good year for political comedy, I guess, because yeah. it's election year. Yeah. And just happy to have John Stewart back, even if it's behind the camera. Yeah. And that's it. Uh, that's at the time that you're listening to this, there's probably a new trailer for. The ninth Fast and Furious yeah, movie. Fast Nine, right? But yeah, we haven't seen it yet. It comes no. out on the day this is being released. Yep. We'll touch on that next week. Mm-hmm. But for now, let's talk black and white. Yeah. Nebraska is black and white. Yeah. So, uh, 
thought it was only fitting to reflect on some other black and white faves. Oh, we're doing it now. That was the only trailer we had. True. <laughs> Is there other uh, news? No, no, no. That's yeah. I thought okay. we were going to like do the movie, then do the list. We can do the list right now. Oh. Though. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. We've never done stuff after the movie. Yeah, we haven't. But I don't know. That's how I like. I thought about it. Hmm. It's okay. Let's do it now. Okay. Okay. Or do we do half the list now? <laughs> half later. Half no, 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 no. Later. No. We're go doing ahead. the whole thing. Yeah. You want to go first? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I listed this on my favorite of the decade, so it makes sense. It's one of my favorite black and white movies. Yeah. Uh, Roma. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even put it on my list. Um. Yeah, my list. My list is embarrassingly. Uh, current. Current. Yeah. Yeah. Mine's is a uh, pretty old. I have some some oldies on here. I don't have anything like too current. I'd say. The first one I'm about to name is probably the most current one, which is Pleasantville. Does that count? I was thinking about that. I know, right? Because yeah, I don't like, think it counts. It plays with color, but it is black and white. Like a majority of the movie is black and white. The only thing that's not in black and white is like the very beginning and then like the end when they're all in color. Yeah, I guess I haven't seen it in a while. And yeah. one of my picks isn't completely black and white either, yeah. but it's more so than yeah. Pleasantville. But yeah, good movie. Yeah. yeah, really good. And I love the way that it plays with color mm-hmm. and what color represents and, uh, you know, a black and white gray town, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'll say my pick that's like not fully black and white Okay, is Sin City. Yeah. Yeah. Listeners were expecting me to say uh, <laughs> Schindler's List, maybe, because I know they do like the red girl in the red dress thing. Yeah. But I haven't seen that movie. <laughs> and I love Sin City. Yeah, Sin City's and great. And it plays with color. The yellow bastard away. is yellow yeah. and like it's disgusting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just like uh, red blood, red lipstick, everything else black. Yeah. yeah. Small things are colored just to add detail, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely going for the noir thing which yeah. uh the black and white works for yeah oh speaking of noir i'll just say this one all right uh my number three uh is w double indemnity i hope i'm saying that double right. indemnity yeah double indemnity yeah i've heard of that i've never seen it i watched it in school like film, it's like mm. a film school and thing. it's one of your favorites yeah it's one of my favorites it's um it's a it's a hard-boiled Noir detective female fatale type story hmm. with twists and turns. It's a, and, it's a classic, right? It's a classic, yeah. So uh, I had look I, at you, and I, yeah, and I haven't. I never forgot it. I watched it early in the morning, and I enjoyed it. Now, do do you really like Double Indemnity more than my next pick? Which is that's right. Roma's not even the most current. The most current pick from last year, The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. Do you like Double Indemnity more than The Lighthouse? Probably not, but I didn't put it on my list because <laughs> I knew you were going to put it on your list. <laughs> um, yeah, I could have given you that and then like put, like I don't know, The Seventh Seal on there. That's like the one old yeah. movie that I've seen a couple times. Yeah. I haven't even seen Raging Bull. Me neither. And I saw that and I was just like, man, I, I wish I would have saw this movie because I feel like it, it would, it would it probably would've, be on my list. It'd, yeah, it would have been on my list. I'd like a lot of other Mark Scorsese movies. And yeah. I've seen, I think, two movies written by Paul Schrader, and I like them both. Mm. But no, never seen Raging Bull, never seen Schindler's List, never seen Double Indemnity. Yeah. I have seen The Lighthouse. Yeah. And although it's the most current, it doesn't feel like it, because this movie, it's like 
feels like it's out of a, I don't know, out of a time capsule. Yeah, it does. A weird vision of the past. Yeah, not only is it black and white, but it also has that that aspect ratio. Yeah, it's like the square, very, like, square, square frame. Yeah. Uh, and it was shot using, like, it was shot on film in black and white. Nebraska yeah. was shot digitally and mm. then converted to black and white. Yeah. The studio actually made Alexander Payne, the director of Nebraska, do, like, a color version because they didn't trust yeah, until the that. end to let him make it black and white. Yeah. But the lighthouse, there was no other way. Mm-hmm. It'd be so dope if that wins best cinematography. Well, with the Oscars. Uh, oh, yeah. The lighthouse. Uh, the lighthouse. There's no yeah. way it's going to. Yeah. But it'd be cool. All right. All so right. What's your next pick? Next up is Eraserhead. Mm-hmm. I thought this would be on your list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're a David Lynch fan. I am, I am. Um, this is another one I watched in, in school mm-hmm. as well, early in the morning. Um, I actually fell asleep on it, but then I watched it later. And uh, it's uh, a, a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a nightmare. Uh, well, so it's a lighthouse, but... Yeah, I and mean, the fact that it's in black and white adds to the the creepiness of it, I feel like. Yeah, taking away color does a couple different things, yeah. depending on context. But one of them is it makes it really eerie and yeah. creepy. Yeah. Which is weird. I guess colors are comforting. I don't know. Hmm. But they are kind of comforting. It's a, definitely for modern audiences. For me, yeah. I'll just speak for me. It's easier for me to watch a movie that's in color. Yeah. I guess it, it takes away a distraction. Yeah. Makes you focus more. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but I love a good black and white movie. Like my next pick. Mm. Is this my last one? No, I have two more. Yeah, because I have two more. My next pick. I think I put this on my decade list also. Uh, Francis Ha. Yeah, I knew that was going to be on your list too. Yeah. Not not an eerie black and white. This is more black and white that uh, channels uh, like the French New Wave uh cinema mm-hmm. which was shot in black and white because that was the the they didn't have color film back then yeah but you know francis Hod uses that style to talk about uh the 20s the 20 somethings mm-hmm. and that speaks to me and it's funny and uh now that greta gerwig and noah Baumbach aren't making movies together anymore they're off making great stuff on their own uh i don't know it's nice to go back to when they were a creative force together. Mm-hmm. Actually, they're they're apparently doing a Barbie script together <laughs> with Margot Robbie, right? Is that maybe? The one? Yeah, I feel like you mentioned that. Yeah, I don't know if that's actually going to ever happen. Okay. <laughs> it just seems so weird. Yeah, but yeah, Francis saw black and white. Love it. Awesome. Uh, next on my list is Psycho. Mm. Yeah. Classic, first of his kind, black and white. Oh, it was the second, because Alfred Hitchcock did it first. Oh, I get, I get yeah. it. It took me a second. My, it took, it took me a second. My joke there was I was pretending like I thought he picked the Vince Vaughn psycho, <laughs> which is not first of its kind. Oh, I, I looked at you like, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I got to say. I mean, psycho is self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen Psycho either. You haven't? No. I I also saw that in film school. I watched a lot of black and white movies and in, in like in film classes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I did. Well, I wasn't in any like I wasn't in a class called film. Mm-hmm. I was in some like film classes that 
or media classes that looked at films. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All I have is my last pick, which I didn't watch it in school. Would be cool if we did. Right. Uh, the man who wasn't there. It's a Coen Brothers movie with uh, Francis McDormand and Billy Bob Thornton. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess also like double double indemnity. It's like a noir right. thing that's going for. Cool. Uh, such a beautiful movie, well shot. Like. And the black and white really works for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my list. It's, I'm kind of embarrassed by it because it's all uh, contemporary. Yeah, that's pretty cool because when you do contemporary and black and white, you it's not by choice, and you get to play with like grayscale. Which no, a lot it of, is by choice. What do you, it, did I say? It's not by choice. Yeah. yeah no. Yeah. I mean, I, it's by choice. Yeah. You get to play with grayscale. Mm-hmm. You know. What I mean, you get to like manipulate the the black and white and the gray and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but older movies, you know, they had to be in black and right. white. Um, the last on my list is Seven Samurai. Uh, Seven Samurai. Seven Samurai. <laughs> I'm guessing you also watched that. I sure did. So, uh, yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. Um, and I feel like that movie is like, uh, like, a, like a reference point for a lot of movies such as like the Magnificent Seven. Right. Or there's, there's something else that's just like that, where it's just like a, a band of people go together and they like take on something big. Um, and that was like the first, mm-hmm. Seven Samurai was the first. Right. Yeah. And it's really well. Wait, so all your picks were film class. Except for movies, right? Pleasantville. Oh, except for Pleasantville. All yes. Right. You got any honor, honorary mentions of like movies that people actually go and watch? <laughs> <laughs> people watch Psycho. Okay, that's um, true. Okay, so I'll honorably mention Clerks. Yeah. Good, because I took that off my list I so you could have it. it. Yeah, I took that off my list <laughs> so too. I was, I was just like, like, are you going to oh, mention it? No one's going to say Clerks, but yeah, Clerks... Clerks is in black and white because Kevin Smith couldn't afford color film. Yeah. Yeah, that movie was all self-funded. And he just shot it with what he had. And it's cheaper to do black and white. It worked out. Yeah, it worked out. Yeah. I'll also honorably mention uh, Pie from Darren Aronofsky and Memento from Christopher Nolan. Both early films from these. uh, Memento's his first, right? Um... I don't remember the order. Okay. He did that one Insomniac. Was that before or after mm-hmm. Memento? Memento one definitely one of his very early yeah. ones, uh, in black and white and backwards. So yeah, can never. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> never expect Christopher Nolan to do anything just uh, straightforward. Straightforward. Yeah. So he's got to have one or two things off. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now we can get to Nebraska. Yeah, it wasn't on either of our lists. It wasn't. It was I, on my long list. Although <laughs> I, I, I will say that I really like the black and white in this movie. Mm. Yeah, I like Good. I like the way it looks. All right, let's uh, let's play the trailer after I say the title, Nebraska. So you told the sheriff that you were walking to Nebraska. That's right. To get my million dollars. This is Woody Grant. We are now authorized to pay $1 million to Woodrow T. Grant of Billings, Montana. 
this is his son. You didn't win anything. It's a complete scam. So you got to stop this, okay? I'm running out of time. This is his wife. I never knew the son of a bitch even wanted to be a millionaire. He should have thought about that years ago and worked for it. How much longer is he going to be around? And what's the harm in letting him have his little fantasy for just a couple more days? This is his family. Woody hears the talk of the town. Why didn't you tell us you was rich, Woody? David said not to. You got it on you. Yeah, we sure would like to see what a million dollars looks like. And this is the problem. God damn, Woody grabs a millionaire. crown is on Woody. If Woody hit it rich and I don't see any of it, that would be wrong. Are you threatening my family? Everybody's saying how Woody grants a millionaire. That's no big deal. No big deal. Jeez, million here, million there. Well, the newspaper's gonna do a big write-up on you. Honestly, right? Woody didn't win anything. You're a damn liar. Hey, 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 hey. Come on. Have a beer with your old man. Be somebody. Nebraska is a 2013 American black and white comedy drama road picture. Written by Bob Nelson and directed by Alexander Payne. Stars Bruce Stern, Will Forte, June Squibb, and Bob Odenkirk. Do you know what this is a score? Like that, that score that I was just playing? Uh, tin, the guy from a band called Tin Hat. Okay. It was a good score. Yeah. Uh, Mark Orton. Nice job, Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this movie starts with the old school Paramount logo. Mm-hmm. Real old. Yeah. Uh, that's like a, if you're doing a black and white movie, you try to get the old studio logo to like... Yeah. Fit in with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Make it legit. Yeah. I mean, the movie's set in 2013, I guess, in present day. Yeah. uh, For when it came out. It's a time period now. Time period. Well, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I feel like it's one thing if you use the old logo and then the movie's set, like, in the old time. Yeah. But it's kind of, I don't know, it's black and white, so it's, like, old and it's about... An old man. Right. So... It's playing with that idea. Exactly. And uh, it's our first shot. Very long, quiet shot of uh, Bruce Dern as Woody just walking along the side of a highway. Yeah. Until uh, police come. Yeah. Police officer. Yeah, the police officer comes up to him and is like, where are you going? He's like very concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only thing that Woody does is point. All he does yeah. is point. Um, from where where, where he came headed, from, he points yeah. forward. Yeah, and where, where he came from, from yeah. points back. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then we get we headed there. Nebraska. Came from back there. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Uh, cold open into the credits. We don't get any visuals over the credits. Just the names of the people that made this. Yeah, it's a very cold opening. It's like uh, like a like a little chuckle. Yeah, I chuckled a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that's the. It's the movie in a mini- miniature. It is. In miniature it right is. there. It, 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 it explains Woody as a character very well. Mm-hmm. 
so we open. We got uh, the aforementioned Will Forte as Woody's son David. Mm-hmm. He's uh, at the police station to pick up Dad, mm-hmm. and found out that he's going to. Woody thinks he's collecting a million dollars because he won a sweepstakes. Yeah, he was going to walk all the way to Nebraska. Yeah, from Billings, Montana to Lincoln, Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has this this paper that he got sent in the mail um, that says that if he has the winning numbers, then he will win a million dollars. But he takes Well, it it says winner, winner, you won. It's one of those mail scams. Yeah. And the the son lets him know that right away. Right. But the father isn't hearing it. He doesn't understand it. Um, he wants to go to Nebraska to get his money. Mm-hmm. So uh, David brings his dad home. Mm-hmm. And we meet his mom, Kate. Mm-hmm. Played by June Squibb. Uh, I've never seen her in, like, such a big role. Mm-hmm. She's usually like a small character on a TV show or right. a movie or something. And she's like a, usually like a sweet older lady. Mm-hmm. She was still sweet in this one, but she wasn't. Oh, very like, crass. Very crass. Yeah. In this movie. So I was just like, oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a very good role for her. She was nominated for the, the Oscar for it. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um. So she's not having any of Woody's bullshit. Yeah, no. She she calls him out. Yeah, it's him like and... shutting him down right away. Mm-hmm. She when uh David and Woody pull up David and Woody pull up to uh his house, uh she's outside waiting with the door open just to be like, What the hell are you guys doing? And then she walks in the house and like closes the door behind her before they even get inside. <laughs> so it's not even like she's welcoming them home to yeah. open the door for them to come in. Yeah, she's just like, <laughs> Oh, he's gonna kill me before like I'm gonna die before him because of him. Mm-hmm. Um. So now we see uh, David's uh, personal life, if you can even call it that. Yeah, he works out at like a tech store, or so, like, like a, a little speakers selling speakers, yeah. or trying to sell speakers. Yeah. Uh, what we see is him failing. Yeah. He doesn't even remember. He doesn't get the names right of the potential yeah. customers yeah, that he's he talking calls her to. Janice, and her name is Janice. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, not that it's not going so well. Everything is is average about David so far. No, yeah. And then he gets a call. Yeah. From work, we hear over the intercom, "Oh, David is for you." And uh, we find out his dad went off again. Yeah. <laughs> trying to go to Nebraska. Yeah, his dad won't stay put. Yeah. So now uh, we meet David, or no, we meet Ross. Sorry, uh, David's brother. Yeah. Played by Bob Odenkirk. He's this uh, news anchor, or he's in the news. Yeah. We find out he just started anchoring because uh, the other woman got a virus. Yeah, she and, sick. and he paid his dues. Yeah, and he paid I his dues. I paid his dues, and she got a virus. Yeah, when, the, when their two faces mm-hmm. were on the screen, I was just like, oh my goodness, they actually look like brothers. Like, this is like good casting. Will Forte and, and Bob. Yeah, well, actually, I have, I wrote down some of the people that were almost that were considered for the david role mm-hmm. and i read that will forte was ultimately picked over these more famous people because of the look yeah uh he was more believable yeah alexander payne thought he looked like one of the people and that would be in nebraska or from nebraska mm-hmm. and the whole family like had a look yeah and that 
is important, especially for later, the family reunion scenes yeah. when we just meet all these, like, just uh, even more uh, Grants. That's their last name. Yes. The whole Grant fam. Mm-hmm. So uh, Ross wants to just put their dad in a, in a home. Yeah. He's... Like, talking down to him. Yeah, pretty much it's just, like, Dad never cared about us. Like, mm-hmm. He doesn't give a fuck about us. Like, why are you always, you know, belling him out, pretty much? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, David's a little more sympathetic. Yeah. He also has less going on. Because the next scene, we see his uh, girlfriend or ex-girlfriend visiting yeah. He's trying to get back together, or at least just continue to have sex with her. Yes. She won't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't think they're going anywhere, and also his drinking. Yeah. So all she does is come by and like drop off his stuff. Yeah, and their convo is uh, cut short because there's another phone call. Yeah. And Woody has gone off again. <laughs> so that's the third time. We find out, I think after the first... When uh, David brings Woody back to the house, Kate says he left two times before already. So it's really the fifth time. It's the yeah. third time that we see. Uh, so, you know, David's got his uh, Toyota. What is it? The Subaru hatchback. Yes. That's what it was. Yeah, it was uh, a Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he's driving down the road and we see Woody on the side of the road walking. So David stops, picks up his dad, but his dad kind of like dares him to like, what else do you have going on? Take me to know if you, if you won't let me walk, why don't you drive me? Yeah. And pretty much, yeah. What David has nothing going on. Like that popped in my head. Like you have nothing going on. Mm -hmm. Just, just drive right now. Just go. Yeah. So, uh, he calls out sick from work. Yeah. And uh, they pack up, pack up the car, much to their mother's, to its mother's dismay. Yeah. Road trip. Yeah. She's mad. Uh, like, why are you, like, letting him, why are, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I want to say babying him, but that's not. Uh, caring after his delusion, I guess. Yeah. Nurturing. Yeah. Uh, why aren't you? She's mad, like, why aren't you with me? Why don't you take me to to my family? Yeah. Uh, or, well, that comes up later. Yeah. She's pretty much saying, I take care of him all the time. I'm the one that could use a trip. Why are you taking him out? Mm-hmm. Why does he get to go to Nebraska? Yeah. But they're off. Yeah, they're off. Uh, we start the road trip with some nice music yeah. from the aforementioned uh, Tin Hat. And I feel like... And a montage. Not too long into the to the road trip, they stop at a bar. Well, they don't even stop at a bar. Woody right, ends well, up at a bar. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're getting gas and Woody uh, is drinking. Yeah. Like David is pumping up the gas and then he's like, where's my dad? Where's my dad? And goes into the bar and uh, Woody says he's not drinking, he's just having a beer. Yeah. And beer, beer isn't alcohol. Yeah, beer isn't drinking. <laughs> yeah. Because it's a light. It's not the hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it's a road trip. And I like, uh, I mean, it's a lot of landscape photography in yeah. the montages. Just barren Midwest Nebraska. There's no... Fields and... I guess they shot it in, like, winter or something. There's no, like... Crops. No, crops like, or tall anything. Grass it's just or anything. empty yeah. fields, flatlands. Yeah. Uh, 
just decay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, you know. So many of those places down there in, like, the Midwest or mm-hmm. even just in, like, the South where it's just, like, big gaps in between yeah. small towns. And mm-hmm. even in the small towns, the buildings are far apart from each other. Yeah. Uh, they see a sign from Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. So David, in no hurry to get to Lincoln, Nebraska, because he knows there's no money, he says, why don't we stop at Mount Rushmore? He yeah. says, why? It's just a bunch of rocks. <laughs> but they stop. They stop, and they look at it. And <laughs> this movie made it look so small. It made it look really I'm sure it's realistic small. from like where you stop to look at it. Yeah. But yeah, they're very far away from it, and it's just small. And yeah. it's, it's You've seen a picture of Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Uh, personally, and I'm not books. dying to go see Mount Rushmore. Me neither. I agree with Woody. That's just a bunch of rocks. And then yeah. he has the, the like, hilarious observation. It doesn't yeah. even look finished. Yeah. Washington's the only one in clothes. Lincoln doesn't even have an ear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. Now to do, go into one of my things I do, you know, it's kind of America. Mm-hmm. Movie's called Nebraska. It's about the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And, uh. It's about the father thinking he owed this prize money, he was scammed into this, wants to claim it, but it's also, you know, a story about our country, mm-hmm. and uh, Mount Rushmore is one of the icons of that country, and what is it? It's just a bunch of rocks. It doesn't even look finished. Yeah. Um, stay in a motel, yeah. and Woody comes in late, stumbling, and he hits his head, and he needs sp- stitches, because yeah. he's been drinking. Yeah. Maybe it was just beer, but he was drinking. Yeah. <laughs> then when he's getting the stitches done, he's like, where are my teeth? Yeah. <laughs> and we see he doesn't have his teeth yeah, in. He doesn't have his teeth. He flashes his his gums, <laughs> his pearly gums. Yeah, it's like this movie in a much, much different way than what we were talking about last week with Jojo Rabbit mm-hmm. in the line between comedy and drama. This mm-hmm. movie does both. I feel like Jojo Rabbit like compartmentalized it, mm-hmm. where it's like now we're going to be funny and now we're going to take a second to be dramatic. Mm-hmm. But this in Nebraska, it's like the it's there's comedy throughout, but it's just right on top of just sadness, yeah, and melancholy, yeah. yeah. That's all a part of it. So like we're laughing about how we didn't have teeth, but like it's very sad, and yeah, he like he lost his can't teeth. really even answer David when David's like trying to figure out like. Well, were they at the bar? And he yeah. says, like, train tracks. And it's like, what we were doing at the train tracks. Yeah. And so they have to go back to the train tracks and look for the teeth. And then David finds the teeth. He's like, hey, I find your teeth. Mm-hmm. Woody's like, are you sure? Well, first, like, first, David's like, actually, these aren't yours. Yeah. And Woody says, oh. And then he's still looking. And then David's like, no, of course they're yours. Here, take them. Yeah. Then he switches it around. Yeah. Gives him a taste of his own medicine. And Woody is just like, these aren't my teeth. Yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? Right. And so David starts to walk away like he's going to go looking for another set of false teeth. Mm -hmm. And then Woody's just like, of course they're my teeth. Yeah, it's very, (laughs) it's funny and sad. It's the scene where the father and son do this, tell each other the same joke. Yeah. And take it the same way. But yeah, neither of them get it. Get it when the other one tells it to them. And it's because they're, as we find out as the movie develops, they're really the same person. Yeah. They're the same person, but they're not. (laughs) At different stages. Yeah. At different stages. Um, 
And in the hospital, the guy giving stitches says that what he's got to, he recommends staying in the hospital under bed rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what he's not having, that he wants to continue to Nebraska. Yeah. But David calls some family and he says, hey, we're right near Hawthorne, mm-hmm. Nebraska, where you grew up. You got your brother there. We're going to go there. Mm-hmm. And uh, mom's going to meet us there. And who knows, maybe Ross and Marsha will come. I think Marsha was, I don't know, maybe Ross and his partner will come too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll have a whole little reunion. But what he doesn't, is not interested at all in yeah. any of this. He's like, mm-hmm. why would we go back to Hawthorne? I don't want to go there. All right. They do it anyway, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like every time I paraphrase Woody, I, I end up saying more words than what he actually says to yeah. get the idea across. Not, yeah, he says um, very little. Yeah, it's a very well-written character of few words. Because, um, yeah, at this point, we don't know anything about Woody except look at this sad old man who thinks he's won a million dollars and is determined to claim the money and who drinks a lot apparently and who drinks a lot but then over the course of the movie and especially as the hawthorne uh part of the movie starts we Mm -hmm. get more layers to woody Mm -hmm. little by little yeah so we meet ray woody's buck brother ray's wife and their two sons cole and bart Mm -hmm. are they truck drivers are they? They seem like truck drivers. Yeah, the way they we were like, we don't see them working. We don't. They don't talk about their lives. Yeah, no, they don't. <laughs> so we get. To, we see the family. Uh, David gets there and says, uh, "I haven't been here since I was 15. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's an adult now. Uh, when Woody sees his brother Ray, he just says, "Hi, what's going on?" And they both say, "Like nothing." And then they just sit and watch TV. Mm-hmm. And that's the exchange. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. How, how are things? Not not good. Not <laughs> and good. And they don't talk about it. They don't that's talk it. about how things aren't good. Yeah. Uh, but they look just alike. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's they great. do. Yeah. Um, and then Cole and Bart are uh, asking David how long it took him to get there. Yeah. He didn't even drive directly from Billings to Hawthorne because that wasn't the trip. But he doesn't want to mention the whole Lincoln thing to it. Yeah. So he says two days, but we had, we got uh, stopped at places. Mm-hmm. He's like two days and they're laughing about that. Yeah, he says, I can, yeah, I can do two, uh, 800 miles in, in eight hours. Yeah. He's like, that's like a hundred a minute. <laughs> yeah. A hundred an hour the whole way. Um, we get to see a little bit around Hawthorne, mm-hmm. including the uh, mechanic shop that David had no idea that Woody owned. Yep. Woody thought it was uh, Ed Ed Pegram's mechanic shop. Turns mm-hmm. out Ed and Woody owned it together. Yeah. It's the second time we hear about Ed because in the beginning, when uh, Kate asks Woody what he would even want to do with a million dollars, he says he wants to buy a new truck and uh, he still needs that compressor because Ed Pegram stole his. All right. Is that the same Ed from the, the like, the bastard Ed? Hmm? Is that, yeah. Yeah, same Ed. Yeah, okay. he's like, if there is a villain to the movie, it's yeah, Ed. it's Ed. Um. So after that, they, they stop at another bar. Yeah, they go to a bar. And, D- David uh, gets a Mountain Dew. Yeah. Woody uh, orders beer. Yeah, <laughs> just beer. 
Um, and he pretty much like. I hate that in movies when people go to a bar and they just say, "I'll have beer." Yeah. But in this one, it's like, "I'll have beer," and then she says, "What kind?" And he says, "Any chorus if you got it. We don't have chorus. Fine, I'll take Bud." Right. So it's a whole thing, but yeah. it's definitely a, a movie trope where people say, "I'll have a beer," and then they just get a beer. Yeah. And for him, it, <laughs> as a any bartender, beer I can fine. tell you that's not how it works. You're like, sure, let me just grab any beer for you. Right. There you go. Um, but uh, Woody kind of. Uh, lightly pressures his mm-hmm. son to have a drink with him and his drink is, his son is a little bit uncomfortable because he doesn't want to drink he wants to like quit drinking right he's saying i have a drinking problem yeah i probably got it from you woody's like i don't have a drinking problem i don't know what you're talking about yeah and then somehow that turns into david saying fine i'll have one yeah and then classic cut to mm-hmm. to quote francis ha <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cut to, uh, them drinking, or no, they're sitting at the bar and there's like no one there really. Yeah. And then it cuts after he gets, says, fine, I'll have a drink. It cuts. The bar is full. Yeah. And we don't even see our, our guys at the bar. Yeah. I was like trying to look for him and then it stays on the shot of the just packed bar for a while and then cuts to again, uh, David and Woody are now at a table. Yeah. It's like 12 beers on the table. Yeah. They got just empty bottles. Yeah. Yeah. Spent the whole day at, at the bar. Um, and they start talking about um, some real stuff. They start talking mm-hmm. about uh, his drinking problems and yeah. how when David was younger, he used to pour out his father's uh, liquor stash because he got tired of seeing him staggered all mm-hmm. the time. And like whatever that was doing to like his mom, you know, and like his brother as well. He was trying to help me like, what can I do? To get this man to stop drinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it turns into David talking about some of his, or alluding to, not really, they don't, no one really talks about the thing. Yeah. In this movie. Mm-hmm. It's always talking around stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so David's asking, he's pretty much wants to be talking about, like, what's going on with his ex-girlfriend or in his life. But what he does instead is ask uh, his dad how uh, he knew it was time to marry his mom. Mm-hmm. All Woody says is she asked. Yeah. What do you mean she asked? And I figured why not. Yeah, she was Catholic. And and, so, and and you knew you wanted to have kids. Said, no, of course not. No. But we were screwing, and she's Catholic, and yeah. figured a couple of you might as well might as well pop up if we keep screwing. Yeah, pretty much just like so like like well like mm-hmm. it all just happened to me pretty much right. like pretty much his life just happened to him. Yeah. Now he's an old man, and yeah. it's still just like happening. Now he's and now he's trying to claim something, mm-hmm. but it's all just happening to him. Like everything has happened to him has just happened to him. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty. Uh, you can see on David's face, David's face is pretty disparaging. He wants. Uh, yeah, because like more. none of it has any meaning. <laughs> like it means yep. nothing. Like his existence, like his birth, all of it, mm-hmm. nothing. You know what I mean? Like they were. P- put into you know a situation with a mom and a dad well a dad who really didn't even want them there you know mm-hmm. what I mean? he was more concerned with drinking than raising his kids yep but as what he says he's allowed to drink because he served his country and he yeah. pays his taxes yeah so, so he can drink yeah i was like sure you earned that you can drink all you want mm-hmm. uh, and then they leave and head on to the second bar. <laughs> you know, bar hopping. Yeah. 
They see the blinking light. Yeah. It's the blinking light bar. Yes. Go inside, and uh, Ed Pegram's there. Yes. What he approaches. Big Ed. Saying, hey, don't you owe me some money? Yeah. <laughs> and they have the little reunion of sorts. Woody doesn't even introduce David. David has to introduce himself. Yeah. Uh, Probably forgot he was there. Yeah. And David goes off to the bathroom, but before doing that, whispers in his dad's ear, don't tell him about the money. Yeah. His dad says, what? Because that's yeah. kind, of, kind of Woody's catchphrase. It is. It, like, every time they like have to address him, he's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, he's, he, so repeats he repeats. It. Yeah. Yeah, don't tell him about the money. Goes into the bathroom. And and we go to the bathroom with him. Yeah. We, the, the viewer. <laughs> yeah. We're in the bathroom now. <laughs> and as he's about to exit, all you hear is a loud cheer and applause. Yep. And you already know what happened. Yeah, walks out of the bathroom and... A, t- a toast to Woody. Yeah. <laughs> Big winner. Hawthorne's own. Mm-hmm. So now it's the next day. And in the morning... They have the bus stop, right? This is where they have the bus stop. No, no, no. Before that, uh, the breakfast with uh, Ray and the cousins. Okay. So dinner the night before was just around the TV. Mm-hmm. They were all just sitting there watching the game. Mm-hmm. Uh David's aunt just fixed him up something something left over she had. But now for breakfast, <laughs> David and Woody rolling late because they had a long night. And uh, the whole family's around the kitchen table this time. Yeah. And there's like a whole meal. <laughs> and uh, the two cousins are smiling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is uh, yeah, big grins very on off-putting. Their um, um, and then we find out, oh, word traveled fast. Yes. They know about the money. Yeah, and they are very interested mm-hmm. in driving him to Lincoln now. To so singing a much different tune. Yes. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's a loving family. Yeah. <laughs> that sits down to eat together. <laughs> um, news has traveled so fast that while they're waiting at the bus stop for uh, Woody's wife to come, mm-hmm. an old friend comes up yeah. and is just like, do you remember me? Yeah, he pulls a little Ned Ryerson. Yeah, he's, his <laughs> name Grand is like Day. Bernie something. Yeah. But he was just like, I heard the good news. <laughs> yeah, everyone's talking about it. Everyone's Most talking exciting thing it. to happen here yeah. in Hawthorne. Yeah. And he doesn't ask him for money or anything like that, but he just approaches No, he him. actually says, uh, watch your wallet. Yeah, he does. <laughs> watch your wallet as he walks away. He also mentions that the, the newspaper is going to be mm-hmm. writing up an article on him. Yeah. Uh, and then Kate arrives to town, yeah. June Squibb, via bus. And as soon as she gets off the bus, she's, like, talking shit. Yeah. Yeah. Always talking shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's mad at David. Why are, you, why are, you, why are we here and yeah. not visiting my family in yeah, Ohio? Yeah, that's where she says it. Uh, what are we doing? Uh, Suitcase yeah. still in hand. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, all right, let's go to the graveyard. I want to pay my respect. So the first thing she want to do is go to the graveyard. Right. Yeah. Uh, pretty innocuous thing to do, pay your respects. Turns out it's not quite what Kate has in mind. Yeah. Uh, she d- did not have a good relationship with Woody's family, and we no. find out this is probably why they're in Billings, Montana. Yeah. And not Nebraska. Yeah, she pretty much runs down. Runs down all the dead family, yeah. of which there are many. And B- very large family, Woody yeah. came from. And. I wouldn't say talks down, but truthfully speaks on each Just of them. the dark and, past. Yeah, and their relationship and why yeah, they didn't their, get Their father was an alcoholic. Or, uh, 
the mother hated Kate. Yeah. Uh, the sister was a whore. Yeah, and the brother died when he was a uh, like a baby or two year old or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And then she like flashes the one guy's grave. Yeah, the the guy who could have had her. Yeah, the guy that was like hitting on her, and she like flashes her her private parts. Yeah, she lifts up her her, <laughs> her skirt. skirt and says, "This is what you could have had if you didn't talk about weed so much." <laughs> <laughs> um, then, then they get back to uh, to Uncle Ray's place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys stationed around the TV. Yeah. They all look alike, and they're all, like, old, old men, and some women in there, too, and they're just quietly sitting there. Yeah, and then uh, Kate and Aunt Martha mm-hmm. are on the kitchen table uh, gossiping Yeah, about who's pregnant again at her age. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I only mention because it comes, this stuff comes back later, right. like, the setup. Um, we also meet Peg. Peg is her name, right? Yeah. So, uh, this guy comes around on a, on a bicycle, this little kid from the paper. Mm -hmm. I just love that the representative from the paper is a a child. Yeah. So he comes to take the picture of Woody for the paper. Mm -hmm. Another really sad moment because he's still got like the head bandage on. It's just, it's not a good look. No. So... David goes down to the, the local newspaper office and meets Peggy, mm-hmm. <clears throat> who runs the newspaper. Yeah. Turns out to be an uh, old love interest mm-hmm. uh, of his, probably like high school or something. It was apparently between Kate and Peggy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Kate won. Kate won. Um, but she kind of gives a little uh, more uh, backstory yeah. into Woody um, to like explain like he's always been a drinker. Yeah. And he's always been quiet. But and he's always been confused. He's always been confused. But when he came back from Korea, mm-hmm. uh, things were a little more different. He was even more quieter and he drank more. Yeah. So David knew his father was in Korea. He did not know his father's plane was shot down in Korea yeah. and that there was an injury in the war. Yeah. So it's just even more stuff about his past. He's learning from this woman he didn't know that his father was... In love with that one time. Yeah, and there's even though like a news article with his picture in it, mm-hmm. um, and it just it's just like, yeah, like she she explains like in this town, and it's just not like not even just the town that they live in, just mm-hmm. like any anywhere in like Middle America where you have nothing to do, mm-hmm. you drink or right. and she's like now it's even unique. other stuff now, yeah. so like drugs, meth, opioids, or like whatever mm-hmm. people are doing now, um, but then. And in Woody's days, it was drinking. Right. So, and he was dealing with trauma and PTSD and stuff. So mm-hmm. he was using alcohol as a coping mechanism. Yep. It's just this uh, dark uh, reasoning behind all the things that are like kind of funny and offbeat in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. All these characteristics. Yeah. And of course, you get it from someone that's outside of the family because... Mm-hmm. What we've seen so far is that the family doesn't talk to each no. other. Yeah, just about Kate, stuff. only Kate is only like yeah, she's the only one that's willing to and, talk. And she really says it how it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, uh, I feel like I have gaps in my notes. Um. So the next thing that happens is that they go to dinner, <laughs> and 
and uh, they're at Lake. I, I don't know what I type of place this is. Ed, Ed, David's in the bathroom, and Ed comes in. Was that yeah, the scene? Th- yeah, that's the okay. that's at the that's at the diner. Where he was just like, do you have meatloaf? No, we don't have yeah. meatloaf. <laughs> like, in case, like, like you were staring at that menu for 10 minutes. Did you see meatloaf on it? I feel like it was such an old person to do is to, like, order something that's not on the menu because it's what you're like and what you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So you just have to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, we get uh, Ed and, and David in the bathroom. And he has his, like, big villain moment where he makes a threat, kind of. Yeah. So the story we had heard before was that Ed stole what he's air compressor now ed is cornering david in the bathroom saying you know i lent your father a lot of money yeah uh don't make me get lawyers involved yeah like if he's getting money he's getting money yeah exactly um and all i can think of is like what like what he owes you like a thousand bucks he won a thousand bucks out of his million Mm -hmm. okay but you know no i think it's pretty clear that he never lent him money yeah and he Wants a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. We find out that his whole life, Woody's just been very generous and takes people for their word. Yeah. And, uh, he believes everything people tell him and he's very helpful. If you need help, he will help you. Mm-hmm. Um, so now Ross, not with his partner, turns out. Yeah. Arrives mm-hmm. and the rest of Woody's family, yeah. just a bunch of Bruce Stern lookalikes. Yeah, they are. It's so funny, and they just as more people come, the just the frame. I think the camera's like in the same position that it was earlier, mm-hmm. but the frame is just full of more of these old Bruce Stern yeah. looking people. Mm-hmm. Um, just all facing straight ahead yeah. at where the TV ostensibly is, yeah. watching the game. Mm-hmm. That's them catching up. Yeah, that is. And, you know, they're asking him, how does it feel to be a millionaire? You know, and Ross is just like, you know, it's all fake, guys. And they're not buying it. They're just like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I get it. Just trying to lay low. You don't want people, like, asking you for money. We get it. And they're just like, it's not not what you think, guys. Yeah, but... um... One of, one of the families, uh, Aunt Betty, Aunt Betty, Aunt nice. Betty, uh, says, "Hey, we we helped out over the years. Uh, when the money comes, throw a little our way." Yeah, and but, uh, yeah, that doesn't go over well. Yeah, um, turn it gets physical with it, uh, yeah, it gets one physical of the cousins yeah. and Ross who says, "Don't touch my face. I'm on TV." Yeah, it's like a little like body contact and like mm-hmm. T Rex arms going on. Yeah, and Kate has to break it up. Yeah. And, and uh, the truth teller tells the truth. Yeah, she's just like, um, actually, he helped you more than you can actually, than he could pay you back for it. Like, you owe him. Yeah, I, I've been keeping track of everything over the years. Yeah, and you guys ran him down. And then she's like, yeah, well, how did you afford to get out of here and go to Billings? And Kate's like, that was from the money when my parents croaked. Yeah. Uh, you, and then, what did she say? Like, fuck she says some sort of fuck. Yeah, she's just like, fuck you guys. You guys can fuck, go fuck off. yourself. You can yeah. go, fuck off. It's a big fuck off. Yeah, it I is. like it. In that moment, I kind of feel bad for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, it's a weird situation where I could feel, I, I can understand being like the person that come in the money and then everyone is asking you for money and you're just kind of like, uh. 
but also being like close to someone that has a lot of money and kind mm-hmm. of feeling like could I get some money? And it's like, well, there's no right way to ask for it. Yeah. There's and no then there's the whole layer on top of that with there not being any money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're not listening. Kind of like the American dream. Everyone's just kind of trying to get a piece of that pie. Yeah. It's not real. It's not. It's an empty pan. It's a scam. Yeah. That our fathers fell for. And that we're now falling for. Yeah. Um, so now, uh, they're headed the off. Four, yeah, the four are headed the off. The four are in the car. Yeah. And they pass what Kate points out as Ed Pegram's place. Yeah. Uh, and so the sun. Kate and Woody are in the backseat, so they don't have any control over where they're going. The yeah. sun stop. And see, so he has an opportunity. Yeah, they're like, you, you guys want to do it since we're here? And it's like, it's this really, I guess, nice moment this nice thing that they're trying to do because i suppose all their life their father has been talking Mm -hmm. about this like old uh what is it air compressor air compressor yeah Um, and it's one of the things he said he would buy with the million dollars so why not just get it back yeah so they go into this barn to just take it and they do they they take it they get in the car (laughs) and then what he's like that's not my air compressor yeah it's a callback to the teeth thing we assume uh, Woody doesn't know what he's talking about. That's right. the air compressor. Right. David says, what do you mean it's an old air compressor in Woody's place? He says, that's not Woody's place. Yeah. And then Kate's like, yeah, I made a mistake. That's the Windendorf or yeah, Westendorf Yeah. Salt of the earth. Yeah. And then they were <laughs> she, just... she has bad stuff to say about everyone except this yeah. <laughs> couple who actually owns the property that they just, yeah, it's just like, no, broke and entered. There's, they're and nice stole people from. and they, they've lost their family and they worked hard for everything they had. And they were just like, oh. Yeah, they lost their children. Yeah. And yeah. so now they have, to, they have to return it. They have to like go back and return it. Mm-hmm. And uh, while they're returning it, the the Westendorfs they they come out. I mean, they they drive up to their yeah. to their house, and so they see him. And their their exchange is so it's so awkward. It's so it's awkward, and it's just Kate like, and Woody are in the back seat, and yeah. they're like, "Oh, we're stopping by. We got tired, so yeah. we're resting. Yeah, we're resting. In the uh, back. You want to come in? No, we we just have time to say hi, and we got to go. Yeah, <laughs> I better get back in the driver's seat now. Yeah, and the whole like. Every time it's just like, hey, Woody, how are you doing? And he's like, okay, how are you? I'm fine. That's it. Yeah, Long per- pause. person you haven't yeah. seen in 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so um, Kate has to uh, get in the front seat and drive off. And she, she does. And then the sons are able to sneak off, but she doesn't stop. She doesn't stop. She's still driving. So <laughs> She's they're, still going. They're sprinting to catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Off the bat until from it's their parents. So funny that she just kept going. I was like, she's not going to stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does. And um, she is just like, I'll drive. She j- drives the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. Not one seatbelt, though. No. Not one seatbelt. I'd have, I like to think of this. And if, if my old, old mom would have been like, I'm driving, I probably would have put on my seatbelt. Because I put on my seatbelt anyway, but I feel like that would have been a funny little moment. Like, click. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, Dave and Woody are back at the bar. Yeah. And Ed Pegram's there. Yes. 
He's uh, asking Woody for the money. Yeah. <laughs> David says, yeah, Dad, give give him a grand. Come on. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't have it. And he's like, oh, he doesn't have it. Yeah. But Ed is relentless. Yeah. And uh, we learn even more about Woody here because Ed says that Woody was cheating on Kate. Yeah. Before David was born. Yeah. So I, uh, Ed is just being mean-spirited and apparently, apparently had an affair business. with a woman. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to repeat the language used in the in the picture, but uh, someone on living on a reservation mm-hmm. uh, that what he was in love with. And if not for Ed's intervention, mm-hmm. making him go back, then David would have never been here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just Ed taking credit for David's existence. Yeah, now, it is. Which uh, the, Ed's tactics aren't really working the way he thinks. No, <laughs> especially since as you stated, there's no money. There's no money. And why wouldn't you give your money to someone who's being such an ass to you? Yeah. But uh, Ed says, it's the last time I ask nicely. Yeah. And then almost like clockwork, not that this was Ed's plan. But it wasn't. Waiting right outside the bar is uh, Cole and Bart. In ski masks. In so ski we don't masks. We don't know it's them. We know it. Well, well we I see mean, the camo jackets. They're, they're big. And, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't realize it was them. Maybe you did. Maybe yeah, the first time it's you saw very it, obvious. But, um, the camo jacket and the they're talking. It, it was like the comments mugging ever. Mm-hmm. There was no like grunting or no like real fighting. No one mm-hmm. got hurt or anything, which makes sense because it was their own family doing it. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah, they snatched the letter out, yeah. and ran away, and, and uh, uh, dejected David and Woody mm-hmm. go back to Uncle Ray's house. Mm-hmm. David goes upstairs, try to get the letter back because. Yeah. He knows it, it was them. Yeah. But they say, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, at first they deny it. And then they start to, like, laugh at them, like... Yeah, we threw don't... it away. Is so obviously a scam. Yeah. yeah. Like, you guys should be ashamed of yourself. And all I could think of was, like, they've been telling you the whole time. Right. There's no money. You guys weren't listening mm-hmm. to the to the sensible ones, the sons. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the old man. Right. They were just blinded by the, the prospect of the, the and, pot of gold. Yeah. And um, Woody is like, he's down. He's not saying anything. Um, the only thing that cheers him up a little bit is the notion of going out to find the Yeah. Letter. Once David says, we'll want to go back out and look for it, then Woody like lights up. Yeah. Um, and they're looking mm-hmm. on the side of the street. Can't find anything. David says it's harder than looking for the teeth. How about yeah. we take a break? Yeah. So they go into the bar, naturally. Yeah. And uh, in the bar, we hear Ed reading the letter. Yeah. Making everyone laugh. Yeah. If you have the winning number, come here and tell us what magazines you want to subscribe to, and we'll give you a million dollars. And um, Woody, like a... Like a- old old dog just like walks up to him just stares him takes the the the, the letter, letter folds yeah. it up puts it in his jacket and just walks away and stares and, him down walks away no words exchanged ed has this kind of like this moment where it's not like i got you but mm-hmm. kind of like oh this is kind of sad yeah like this is really sad yeah and uh david is pissed David goes to do the same thing, like, just stare him down. Yeah. Then he turns around, and he, like, thinks about it. 
And goes back around and punches Ed in the face. Uh, yeah, it was at this moment where I was just like, and I whispered it to myself, I was like, somebody needs to get punched. Someone needs to get hit. And then he hit him. And I was like, yes. And then as, as soon as he did that, I was like, okay, now punch everyone. <laughs> Go back to the house and punch the, the two brothers. And then punch everyone that actually died for money. <laughs> Yeah, that's what the rest of the movie. Should <laughs> that's be. what the rest of the movie is. David just go full McCruber. Yeah, so it's just punching people in the face every time they bring up money. <laughs> um. So now Woody and David have, I think, their first heart to heart, first denim, maybe only. Uh, David says, Woody repeats that he wants to buy a truck. David says, Why you can't even drive? Mm-hmm. Woody says, I've always wanted a brand new truck. Yeah. Uh, David's pressing him, says they're not going to Lincoln. Uh, why do you even want the truck? Mm-hmm. We find out what he wanted to leave something for his family before yeah. he dies. And he sees the truck as that. Yeah. But David says they can't go to Lincoln. Right when he says that, almost the, the inverse of what he's lighting up when David says, let's go find the letter. Right when David says, we're not going to Lincoln and, and Woody agrees, okay, fine. Yeah. Woody collapses. Yeah. And now they're in the hospital. Again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate and Ross are on their way back out. Yeah. Leaving Nebraska. Yeah. And the picture, Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> One in the same. Yeah, it's a wrap on Kate and uh, Ross. Yeah. They're like, we'll just meet you back um, there mm-hmm. in the morning. Um, because that's the plan. But... um. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, Woody gets up and... Yeah, we just see David wake up and see the empty hospital bed. Yeah. So Woody is still This man does not quit. Yeah, and he's walking. He's fully dressed, but he still has robe on. Like, he got dressed on, like, over his robe. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... David picks him up. Yeah, David picks him up and he's just like, all right, let's do it. Yep, they go. Yeah. They go. they They get to the office. Yeah. David makes Woody, like, change out of the hospital gown. Yeah. Like, be presentable. Yeah. Um, they go in. It's a little rink-a-dink. Yeah. Little boxes everywhere. Boxes everywhere. A little off one it's desk. marketing company. Yeah. Uh, there's someone working there. She takes the letter and, like, types in the number and says, I'm sorry, this wasn't a winning number. Yeah. And then as I that hope moment, you I hope you like didn't complete. come far. Yeah. And David's like, uh, from Billings, Montana. It's just like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Do you want a seat cushion or a hat? Yeah, I can give you something. Yeah, and so David's he takes like, the Dad, hat. you want the seat cushion or the hat? What? And goes on and on. Eventually gets the hat. Yeah. We don't see it at, in this scene. It's the next scene where he's wearing the hat. And it says, prize winner. <laughs> yeah, giant text prize winner. <laughs> that was my biggest laugh. So demeaning. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so now they're, they're driving back, right? They're driving back. David says, all right, let's just go back to Montana. But he stops. And now all of a sudden we're at a car dealership. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's trading in his Subaru for a truck. Yeah. And, it's a, you know, it's not a new truck, mm-hmm. but it's a late model truck. Kind of that always wanted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, even after that, they stop and they get a air compressor, yeah. put that in the bed of the truck. Mm-hmm. So, uh, 
even though they didn't win the million dollars, David's getting his father what his father wanted. Yeah, he's treating his dad. And they get back to Hawthorne. David even lets Woody take the wheel. Yeah, he lets down, him drive, drive down the, the main street. Yeah, yeah. So everyone can see him in this truck mm-hmm. and his prize winner hat. The first, the first person he sees though, Woody goes to David and says, "Get down." Yeah, it's Bernie. <laughs> yeah, just like good to see you, looking good, looking good. Mm-hmm. He's a good guy. He didn't ask for money. He was just happy to see. You. Yeah, he sees him. Yeah. He sees Ed with Ed the with a, black eye. Yeah, or a black cheek. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um. Then we see Peggy. Yeah. And then we see Ray, who's uh, sitting in a folding chair facing the road. Yeah. And he's just like, bye, Woody. Yep. So long, Woody. That's it. That's it. Cut to the car. It's the shots all set up mm-hmm. to drive into the sunset. Yeah. And you feel it ramping up and the credits are going to come. It's, yeah. it's over. Yeah. But That's what the car expecting. stops. Yeah. <laughs> I love this little last part because before they drive off into the sunset, they have to switch back. Yeah. Woody can't drive off into the sunset. Yeah, he can't David's got to do it. Yeah. It was all for show. And the credits roll over the yeah. car yeah. going off in the distance. Mm-hmm. Wanna That's he- Nebraska. Yeah, I want to hear who could have been uh, cast in the movie. I s- kind of saw the list, but let's let the listeners know. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. It was like, I mean, for uh, David, it was like, I remember seeing Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah. Paul Rudd, Casey Affleck, mm-hmm. Brian Cranston, Matthew Modine. Mm-hmm. Went with Will Forte. Yeah, it was nice. Got the look better. Will Will, Will Forte. A good age too. He, he Cranston's a little too old for it. Cranston was a little too older, like old for it. He wasn't a good fit, especially if you have Bob Odenkirk still in there. Also, and then it's confusing for Breaking Bad viewers. It would have been really if they had uh, Cranston. It would have been he would have been so underutilized. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, because the, this movie is every everything is like really. Or he would have subtle. been doing too much. Or he would have been doing too much for a role that didn't need too yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, alternate casting for Woody. Did you see that list? Uh, I remember Gene Hackman. That's the only name. It's Gene Hackman, and then three Roberts. Robert De Niro, right? Robert De Niro is one of them. Can you guess the other two Roberts? Rob. Uh, no, I can't. Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall, okay. And Robert Forster. Okay. Yep. So that's fun. All right. All right, is Nebraska a movie or a film? What if it was Robert De Niro and Paul Rudd? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would work. It's like a totally different movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't see De Niro in 2013 doing Nebraska. Yeah. Bruce Dern is older, right? Is older. Yeah. I'm picturing like De Niro's performance from the Iron from the Irishman and that mm-hmm. would be like his Woody. Mhm. But I I don't know if he even would have been able to do that. Right. Uh 7 years ago. Yeah. And I like I like the way right. it turned out. Yeah, the casting was right. I think Nebraska's a film. You think it's a film? Yeah. Um, I think uh, like one of the things we say when we're trying to decide if it's a movie, like it's about what it's about. Mm-hmm. I think uh, while this is like the wacky tale of a guy who thinks he won a bunch of money, it's more the story of the, the Midwest, mm-hmm. of middle America 
being sold this this promise and mm-hmm. uh the the fathers passing drunks and passing down to generation and generation not really going over the negative stuff that's happening with war mm-hmm. and the economy um and industry mm-hmm. um it's just they're suckers okay but you know we and us people living on the coast can see them and be like look at these suckers but the movie's like hey there's layers right okay i'm going to say that nebraska is a film okay um no it's a movie oh it's a movie it's a what movie. what what just happened I feel like something just I'm not sure, but when I when I was watching it, there's certain things that when I see a film makes it a film and I think this was I don't know, it it's like so subtle. I don't think it was like filmy and like it's in black and white. It's in black and white. That's true, but I don't think like it's just so it's just so subtle. I don't know. There's, uh, I don't think there was anything done like even like think with like, like the films as more or... subtle than movies, though. You think it's? I think of more subtle. Yeah, definitely. I think of. See, because then I I was gonna say yeah, I, I think movies, have, movies like have no bigger chill. like 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 film like landscaping like shot wise yeah like, so think about the landscapes we just saw but I don't it's know it's just beautiful seemed... Nebraska landscapes it's great photography that also ties into yeah. the the theme and the setting and the I mean it's called Nebraska but yeah uh, they serve a purpose beyond just the setting all right oh you can you can say movie though yeah. I'm, I'm going to stick with the movie. Okay. Yeah. I feel, right. I feel, I feel peace with that choice. All right. Yeah. So we have another disagreement. We, we have not been on the same page lately. Have we? What, what, would it be? I forget what we thought Jojo was actually. I think we both said film. Okay. Maybe we've been on the same page. Yeah. And Slumdog we both thought. It was film. Okay. Yeah. It was, and Turner Hooch we thought was a movie. Uh, I thought that was a film. <laughs> <laughs> Play the tape back. <laughs> and Wally. Well, that oh, Wally Hooch was a movie wasn't. and a film. That was that was one where where we said different where things. I thought it was a film. You yeah. thought it was a movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, that's what we do on this podcast. That is, yeah. <laughs> it's the podcast where we pick a flick and decide if it's a movie or a film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thanks for listening to it. Yeah. Tweet us at MovieFilmPod, or email us, MovieFilmPod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Also on Facebook.com slash MovieFilmPod. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to Movie, movie. Film. Oh, um. I don't know like what that was. That was dying. Yeah, yeah, like dying. Like, I'm Bruce Dern. <laughs> I'm in Nebraska. <laughs>